Hello, hello, and here we are, the Bromley Buzz, buzzing from Sitcup. Yes, we in are. In a location. In a location that has a sleeping dog in it. It has a sleeping dog, yeah. and another sleeping dog in another place. Um, and it's also chucking down with rain. Yes, that's true. I had to put my Peaky Blinders style cap on in order to come out today. You look very dapper. Well, and I love your polo shirt as well. Yes, it with has. With little... Um, seahorses. Seahorses. Yeah. Yes, they look like little pygmy seahorses. Anyway, um, you can find us on Channel Radio okay. on Mondays from t at 10 o'clock. And we would like to thank our sponsors, Luke. From Terra Firm and Landscapes. And Ian Wood. From Ian Wood Property, respectively. Yeah. A shared sponsorship call out here. Yeah. Indeed. Which is wonderful. And uh, yeah, so thank you very much for sponsoring the Bromley Buzz. It's absolutely great, and we look forward to having you on the show at some point soon. Well, in fact, um, I should be recording Luke this very week. Fantastic. Mm. Well, hopefully uh, I might be able to join for that, if possible. Um, you might, I think. Unless I'm uh, working on that day. Yeah, you work every day. This is the I point about day. you as a clarity coach. You're at that it all the time. It. Anyway, you've just said it, so yep. let's introduce ourselves. <laughs> um, I'm seen at Narani, the clarity coach, and you are? Darren Wheel of Intune PR whose principal products, because I've realised my own clarity in this has been terrible for a while. I do PR, get people into the media, I copyright for blogs, websites, you name it, magazines, and I come up with ingenious campaigns to get people noticed. And not only that, mm. you help write uh, speaker speeches as well. Thank you, I do. That's a less principal, but uh, it's fun. It is fun, yeah, mm. and you do it very, very well. Thank you very much. And you do clarity very, very well. Let's go into major pat on back, uh, egotistical buzz start. Come on, yeah. let's pat ourselves on the back. <laughs> yeah. There we go. <laughs> oh, dear. But how about patting someone else on the back, starting with last night? Oh, my goodness. That was incredible. Our mutual lots of friend. dancing. Oh, yeah. Lots of singing. Lots of delightful food. And maybe we should get to the point and say, well, you know, we're keeping the listeners waiting, aren't we? Yes. It was a... Beautiful event, a happening in Bromley, by Sumit Jalan. At the Oakley House. And it was called the Big Jalebi Diwali Charity Auction and Ball. And uh, it really was a ball. It really was. I mean, the outfits mm. and the diamantes and the glitz that was everyone was wearing... The ladies, mainly. Oh, yeah. uh, men were very dapper in their suits and bow ties and everything. But it was absolutely beautiful. Lovely location, very well organised. Um, lovely table decoration. The centre part where the dance floor was mm. with the draping material and then the flowers as the light centrepiece. thing is, uh, Sumi, when we interviewed him on the Bromley Buzz recently, mm. basically said, I'm going to do a high-end, you know, memorable event. And he absolutely smashed that. Oh, he did. He pulled it yeah. right out of the bag. Yeah, um, you could tell from the moment you went in. The, the, the place was festooned with photographers as well, which mm. I wasn't expecting. And they had people to photograph. You had Gareth Bacon, MP, who spoke immediately after Sue Meet at the start. Yes. Uh, you had a number of councillors, two former mayors of, of Bromley as well, plus the current one. Yes, and um, so no deputy mayors, ex-deputy yeah. mayors as well. Mm -hmm. So that was absolutely fantastic. I mean, Sumit looked so dapper as well. Oh, and he had that wife, pink turban, which you're going to try and acquire temporarily. Yes, his wife <laughs> too. Oh, my God. Gorgeous, gorgeous lady. Very true. 
and her outfit was stunning as well, mm. just like her. Yeah, I, I by the way, I bucked the trend of the black tie in the men. Mm. I dug out a cricket tie from you Lord's did, Test you? Match in 2002, England, India, where I got uh, Sunil Gavaskar's autograph. Uh, what I didn't reckon... What, on the tie? Not on the time, oh. no, um, on, on my, in my autograph book. Oh. But what I didn't reckon on was that uh, England and India would play in the World Cup cricket on the same day and England would get hammered. So that certainly got a little bit of comment as well. <laughs> <laughs> but no, what what an absolute event. And I tell you what, those uh, the Bolly Red dancers, they were a major highlight of my evening. Got the, the, the energy. The energy, the, the vigour, the, the femininity, mm. the assertiveness, you name it. It, yeah. it was just great. I absolutely loved actually the very first lady who told that story which was a very traditional Indian classical dance classical dance um and that was stunning that was absolutely stunning and then I loved the young man in his suit Mm. dancing teenager I think he was a teenager yeah Yeah. he was incredible lovely skills yeah I think them two were my favorite yeah, and uh, by the way, you have some moves yourself. You could really dance. You what, in a sari? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, yes. anyway. Well, my sari was falling down by the end of the night. <laughs> Luckily, I had enough safety pins in there. Yes, I, I have more insights into the world of sari than I was expecting from, as a result of that night. Oh, yes. Yes. The, my, uh, my little safety pin at the front. <laughs> <laughs> Say no more. No, no. Say I'll tell you no one, one of the other highlights, actually, mm. of the whole thing. It had a lovely stage with a really good neon, picturey, uh, video backdrop thing. Yeah. And you got up on the stage with Sumit, and you're giving it large there with him. <laughs> he and kind he of pulled having, me up on stage. He was having the time of his life he last was. night. He's so. got some moves himself. I know, I know, yeah, absolutely. He's really got some moves. Yeah. Can I also give a big shout out to the chef? Oh, well done. The food... Peter Joseph, was it? I think. Who's on a, I'm not confusing him with the illusionist who was... No, he was it. Richard Jones or something. I think Richard yeah. Jones and, yes, Peter Joseph, I think he's... Yeah. Oh, I'm still sleepy from name, last yeah. night yeah. <laughs> and all the alcohol. Um, <laughs> but, yes, no, the food was uh, very, very tasty, mm-hmm. very spicy. And it came hot to the table, yeah, which and it came hot to the table. And we got seconds as well. Oh, yeah. They brought in seconds. Mm-hmm. No, it was really, really uh, delicious food. Um, some great spice in there, and yeah, it just kept on coming. It was um, a nice range for everybody. Yeah, and I and also about three days before the event, I managed to get uh, Sumit up early. I got him onto Jason Rosen's show on BBC Radio London as well. So I was dead yes, track for that. Yes, you did. Yeah, that was really early in the morning. Oh yeah. Yeah, he came across really well. In fact, I'm going to write back to Jason and say thank you and mm-hmm. say, look, the event you just supported was absolutely mm-hmm. marvellous. So anyway, so the, yes, the big jalebi. If you missed out this year, keep your eyes peeled and ears open for hopefully one next year. And rumour has it and that uh, another festival-style event will be going on perhaps in April. Oh, wow. Okay, mm. excellent. And, um, uh, uh, you know, as Darren mentioned, there was an auction and raffle and the money went towards the Maypole project here and to a yoga retreat place, isn't it, where they educate um, young children and everyone in yoga, so back in India. Yes, that's the uh, yoga mission. That's it, the yoga mission. uh, Which was set up by an English lady, I believe, Mm. and which helps people grow in yoga, takes them off the streets for one thing, and destitution, and takes them up, in some cases, to champion status. 
There we go. Yeah. Amazing. They showed Amazing. video last night. Uh, I don't know about yoga, it was more like contortionism. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing flexibility. Oh, yes. Yeah. The, some of the yogis can mm. are very, very, very flexible. Yes. Well, we'll flexibly move on to the next subject. Absolutely. So, um, we had another delightful event that we went to actually the night before the big Jalebi Dilla of mm -hmm. Diwali, didn't we? We went to a murder mystery at Fat Stan's. The late Fat Stan. The late Fat Stan now. Yeah, he didn't last a night, did he? No, he didn't last very long. No. But they, you know, they left a lovely sort of out gold outline of him. Well, anyway, you are therefore speaking with... Uh, and let's reintroduce the podcast. Darren Wheel of Intune PR, also known as Alfonso Linguini Marino, leader of Chicago's East Side Gang, a man you really don't want to mess with, and Lola. Lola, Fat Stan's missus, who was actually in love with Al, who plays the piano, and we were going to go on this wonderful, wonderful escape to Hollywood, because we were lovers. Yes, and indeed. Um, no, that's but I got up to a lot of mischief. Well, you did. You had the pianist all <laughs> stand for one thing. <laughs> you were terrible. Uh, crikey, I'm going to cross you in a hurry, Z. Um, sorry, Lola. Lola? Yeah, I mean, my wife Jackie, she was there at Sugar Stands, uh, uh, Sugar Sands, a femme fatale um, aspiring Hollywood movie actress mm -hmm. who, as her squeeze, I was keeping a very close eye on, mm. and I was uh, investing in Hollywood. Um, but all of those plans, including, I was having a great night, you know, uh, uh, Alfonso was having just a terrific time. Oh, so was Lola. Scabface, one of um, uh, Stan's accomplices, had been rubbed out during the evening. Yes, he had. My assassin, Velma, then rubbed out Stan himself, my mm. main rival in Chicago. I was cock a hoop. And then she turns around and assassinates me. So ungrateful. Velma, how Can't could you? I trust anyone these days. I know. Come on, Mr Linguini. Have you <sighs> not learnt with all your experiences? Yeah, well, I'll just have to get her in from hell when she comes and joins well, me. Well, I had all the men turning their heads to Lola. Yeah, mm. I did have them under my finger. Yeah, well, or you wrap had, around you, my finger, should you, I say. You had two uh, great costumes, two nights running, didn't you? Mm. Mm. So yeah, an absolutely fantastic evening, and that was organised by Mercedes Yilly from a Soul Quest uh, Theatre, who does drama for well-being, and she did an absolutely banging job of it, bringing it together. It was hard work. She's exhausted, mm -hmm. <laughs> so she tells me. Yep. Um, but you know, people are saying, "Right, when's the next one?" And she's like, "She's <laughs> definitely going to be doing the next one, but hopefully there'll be a team behind her." To help her do it and i'm i've already put my hand up for that so to give her a hand next time she does that so and thank I you for that i'm just gonna watch out whatever character you are i'm so not going to trust you but you hardly spoke to lola that evening i didn't feel the need to speak to anyone very much because uh you know i was in control of everything why mm. why worry and lower myself mitzi was really digging into me you mm. know she didn't like lola here no, uh, I, I don't think um, Sugar was very keen either. Uh, in fact, went around telling people, <laughs> telling her rivals, the other sort of uh, starlet Spreading type. Spreading rumours. Oh yeah. But you know what? Mm. She got killed off in the end as well. She yeah. wanted to fight. Uh, w w it was um, Bobby, wasn't it? Could it be? 
she fought Bobby, the one with the glasses, mm. and um, they played rock, paper, scissors, yeah. and she was out. Bang, bang. Mm. <laughs> Tell you what, um, the other thing, by the way, final annoyance, um, once Stan had been bumped off, his wife, Florence, was going to rise up and take over mm. the Westside gang. And I'd made arrangements to get you to assassinate her, um, using a gun that uh, was knocking around the premises at the time, and I got killed by my own assassin before that could happen. Anyway, never mind. Anyway, I'm right. going to take us back to where we started, dogs. So dogs. I was in I was in Petswood uh, at the weekend, and I dropped into a new establishment, the House of Hounds in Petswood, yes. uh, which is up on the same side as the Daylight Inn, so that side of uh, um, Petswood, and. Uh, yeah, a kind of rather high-end doggy store and groomers in the heart of Pets Wood. I was dead impressed. The, the people who are running it, the shout-out shout out in particular to Natalie and Tish. Natalie is the owner, Tish is her mum, um, so it's family business working there. And they've got uh, other people... Is that the one around the well. corner as you're coming from Bromley, Southborough, and you bend around the corner and it's uh, there no, on the right? Uh, no, uh, it's the other side, the other side of the railway track. Ah, okay, in yeah. the square bit. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. Where they've got the pub. Yes. Okay. Well, I thought that was the daylight in. Maybe I'm wrong, and uh, that's the one that's on. Anyway. Oh, anyway, it's in Petswood. Yes, it's in Petswood. It is a part. Uh, and uh, I was there, and there was a, a hound, a white dog, being uh, groomed in the background. Um, I loved it at one point because he was get, getting a blow dry, and uh, so you see this dog with the, the white fur streaming away from his face. Aww, uh, that must be delightful. Uh, yeah, that, that was rather <laughs> nice. Sarah would like it there, um, uh, our, yeah. our colleague with her two spaniels. Sarah Absolutely. And speaking of Sarah Marsh Collins, mm. um, I don't know if we mentioned it on the last podcast, but um, we she was supposed to do the Muddy Dog Challenge, wasn't she? Yeah, and mm. uh, Battersea, because we were supposed to be in September. Uh, the 21st mm -hmm. and it got postponed because it was far too hot it was that one of those hottest days in yeah. September so it got postponed and they moved it to October mm -hmm. and literally she pulled up outside my flat and she got a text message saying it was cancelled because the night before it, there was thunder and rain it had been chucking it down so they had to cancel it again unfortunately well, so it was a it was a really dodgy day for weather. It was sort of in and out of sun yeah. and rain. I saw two rainbows that day, separate yeah. ones. Yeah. I, that was such a lovely thing. Well, Sarah and I saw a double rainbow. Wow, I think I've, I've seen one of them in the past, but that's such a, a rare rare thing. We saw a double rainbow, but you know what? We had a nice walk, and it was a very impromptu uh, kind of day, really. It turned out to be. Hey, I'll tell you what. All those rainbows. Maybe that's a good omen for twenty twenty five for all of us. Yeah. Let's look at it that way. Yeah, Let's absolutely. choose the positive mindset that yeah. uh, our parents would recommend. Yes. Right. The, the other With thing, a wee pot of gold at the end. Oh, very leprechaun. Uh, the, <laughs> yeah, the, the thing that wasn't cancelled was pause in the park in Cater Park in Beckenham, uh, which I went to with my daughter Ellie. And we had a, a lovely time there uh, meeting a large assortment of dogs. Ellie particularly enjoyed meeting um, puppy contestant Pico. We said oh, goodbye to name. on the way out. And, yeah, lovely. I, I don't know what breed it was, but it was like a, an even smaller whippet uh, in a beautiful silvery grey. Uh, and uh, we also loved the senior dog win winner, uh, who was called Max. Mm -hmm. uh, slightly da dash hound like maybe, but not actually. Okay. Um, but uh, he was 16 and three quarters. 
He was quite puppy-like in some respects as well. And uh, for the second year running, I met Delphine from Care Dogs, a charity which pairs up dog owners with people who might otherwise be lonely, and they go out with the dogs an hour oh, a week or something. Oh, how lovely. It's a lovely idea. Um, we will be hopefully having her on the podcast for a second time, because I did record it last year, so it's even about a show. Excellent. Mm. Super duper. Um, what else have we got? Oh, I went along to see Marble uh, Marble Cake. Ah, yes, as referred to. In fact, we may get an interruption on this show in a bit because the people behind it are going to give us a ring and talk about maybe uh, coming on the bones oh, or maybe going on your Mindset Matter show that you do weekly. Absolutely. So this was a um, two-person production mm-hmm. performed and co-written by Nathaniel Allen and Olivia Penhallow and co-produced with the creative writing, uh, sorry, creative learning. And it was absolutely excellent from the moment the curtains uh, went up to the moment they were taking their bows at the end. You know, it's an intense play and it tackles a whole range of issues which are still found today on, you know, multi-ethnic identity, family dynamics, abandonments, um, challenges faced um, because their mother was suffering from MS, multiple sclerosis. I can never say that. Multiple sclerosis. Sclerosis. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I struggle with that one too. I did it really slow. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to do it. Mm. And it it just literally it captivated all of us, and there was a whole ride of emotions, of fun, tears, laughter, joy, inspiration, sadness happiness, everything in one, a really well um, brought together production around real current issues at the moment that affect us all in our mental health and well-being and society, politics. Yeah, well there, there's a, a load on us as it were, mm. uh, and particularly in the news which is why some people are avoiding it. Something I went to as well was the Merchant of Venice in 1936 mm. at the Churchill Theatre and um, that has been getting some rave reviews, particularly for the performance of Tracy Ann Oberman, who appears <laughs> in an otherwise male part, Shylock, mm. and uh, it's got some of the, the some of the greater Shakespeare speeches in it. You know, if you into uh, that, yeah, if you pretty do we not bleed? That might even be a different one, but it's the one that talks about it, uh, equality between people, spoken from a persecuted in it mm. Jew, and another one on the quality of forgiveness. And uh, yeah, and and pound of flesh, as well, you know about uh, uh, if you don't if you renege on your debts, I'll literally have a pound of flesh from near your heart. <laughs> and I'd seen Titus Adronicus before, which is really gory, and uh, I was fearing because I didn't know the, the Merchant of Venice that this might occur there, but it didn't. Thank goodness in physical yeah. reality. But I will say this: it had a wonderful start, a wonderful end, and one part of the end of it was a unique theatre experience where the audience and the cast came together in a way that I'd never imagined in a theatre before. Really? So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not going into any details. because No, because I want to, I want to see it. it, so, yeah, yeah, please don't spoil it. I would love to go and no, see that I, at some there's point. No, no spoiler in there. It was, it was good in every respect possible. Mm. Um, yeah. So, oh, I had another lovely um, buzz, which uh, was at Clockwise, co-working space which is the old Bromley Town Hall Mm. I was invited to uh, hold a day 
of well-being. So it's their well-being event that they were providing mm -hmm. for their members of yep. Clockwise, so they're those that work there. And each day for the month, they would have different people around mental health and well-being coming in doing workshops. And they asked me to come along and do a one-hour workshop, which was really, really great. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, lots of things um, came to light for those people. It was around understanding that self-awareness, getting clear on that. And actually, it was also about knowing that you're enough. More than enough, in fact. More than there, enough. Yeah, more yeah. than enough. And you came along as well to be my photographer, but also joined in. Yeah, I was in a fact, useless you forgot about the photographer. Yes, you were yeah. useless Sorry. as a photographer. That's why you were there, but hey-ho. But you enjoyed it, and you got something out of it as well, didn't you? Well, several things, yeah. There, there was... Um, well, it was just a pleasure to see you in action. And the amount that you could pack into the time you had was mildly astonishing. But people took to it. Uh, you, you had the audience in tears in a couple of places. But they came out way. feeling better than they went yeah. in. That's the point. Yeah. And yeah. they felt safe enough mm -hmm. to open up. Yep. Which is so, so important. And that's what gives me joy and makes mm. me passionate about what I do for people. Well, one so. of the... One of the interesting things there, I was talking to earlier on, you've got Paul Andrews, mm. uh, who runs the Business Bunker Show, Channel Radio. Uh, Who's going to be coming on, on my show? On your Mindset Matter Show, also on Channel Radio on Fridays, 10.30am to 12pm. Uh, on the 10th, I think, isn't it? Or thereabouts? Yes, the 10th yeah. of November. And plug it in, plug it in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But the thing is, he has three flexible working spaces in Kent, one mm. of which is Island Works in Sheerness, which I visited the other day. Fabulous old church turned into a contemporary style for co-working events. Yeah, I've not shop. been there, but you've shown literally shown? before the podcast yeah. recording. Um, you showed me those photographs, and I was like, literally gobsmacked how gorgeous it is. But the thing that occurred to me along the way is that people who are starting out in business, when mm. they've had the idea or they're doing a side hustle, they're not yet. Uh, often familiar with the opportunity. So they're working from their bedroom, they're working from a garden office, they're being interrupted by the family, the yes, dog wants to come up to them, etc. Uh, they're being called to give people lifts. But if they go into a flexible workspace, hire for the day, mm. the open part or a, a unique office to themselves, whatever you it are is, more often, often with um, coffee and sometimes parking thrown in as well, that kind of thing, there's so many different kinds. So you're in contingent, that's a bit like uh, Ironworks, actually, you know, historic building, former court, mm. uh, but made contemporary and really useful. I mean, you, you must have been impressed by it, and Dorothy and Marshall Restaurant when we went. Yes, at the clockwise, yeah, not contingents. Oh, yes, contingent. thank you. <laughs> yes, he sees the bro Yeah, I know, it's um, uh, the old Bromley Town Hall, and they've maintained the internal structure, the yep. room where they spoke. The um, stained glass windows, the staircases, it's just phenomenal. But this is also... So Sheerness is like that, isn't it? It is. It's maintained um, it. But you've got um, Newman and Derbyshire, uh, flexible workspaces. You've got... Um, Regis. Des Desti. Yeah, Desti Re and Regis. Regis, yeah. Regis is it? Yeah. But they're, they're kind of... Not for all budgets. Some people, when they're starting out, literally no money. But, but as soon as you acquire... Like, you know, I can't do the word. Acquired okay. some investing in that headspace the ability to go and work undisturbed concentrate meet people really get ideas flying 
is invaluable. And you've got different things. You might like the sort of more funky contemporary style of contingent mm. works. You might like the older style, but new. Yeah. Uh, clockwise, you might like the functional, marvellous staff, often marvellous staff, but uh, J.R. Amy, Sophie, yeah, lady I met the other day whose name's escaping me because I'm escape names uh, you know the, the people at these places there's tea and, and coffee well. yeah in all these yeah. places they provide you with the things that you need and I, you know it, it, you're so right well it has to be wi-fi uh, yeah. you won't be able to do your work but <laughs> it really does provide you that like you said the headspace it gives you that focus for whether it's one hour two hours half a day or the full day away from all the other distractions that you may have at home but not only that you build relationships as well which is great um with other business owners out there who may be different for you or similar and you could then be collaborating there's so many great benefits of doing co-working space uh, co-working and i think if you haven't checked out these places you need to check them out because they are great mm. Yeah, and some of them have, literally, as you've said earlier on, sessions for their members on all kinds of topics. That's right, yeah. yeah. Which is what I did at um, Clockwise. It was for their members. Yep. And um, they hold internal events as well, as well as external events. Yeah, so. and there's even, actually, um, it's not co-working, but again, it's hireable, <laughs> a community house where we had our Let's Talk Better event, where you've spoken a times, at, yeah. at a wellbeing event with NHS and people like that. Uh, and I was back in there this week as well and enjoying that. Another form of court, by the way, I think. Yes. Uh, you know, and it's but spaces like this that bring the community together. Mm. And it's really, really important. Because if we are not making use of these places, they're going to close down. And then apartments are going to come up or shopping malls. And, you know, and the beauty of our town mm. is lost. And then where do community people go to, you know, to to meet each other, to, to get together, have conversations. It was interesting, actually. Uh, there's a line between this and Sir Bob Neal, okay, mm. the MP for Bromley and Chislehurst. When we interviewed him, he chose to be interviewed in the Churchill Theatre. Another space, like many in the arts, could be lost mm. if it's not used enough. Likewise, I've just interviewed um, Graham Casey and Sam Webber, who are the Liberal councillors in... Uh, or two of the Liberal uh, councillors in Bromley Town Centre, mm. and they l deliberately chose to be interviewed in Community House, which I thought was rather nice. That is nice. Yeah, so that one will be going out in the next few days as well. Uh, and it's around the corner, by the way, from, well, around the corner-ish, from uh, Startup Bromley in the library, uh, where they had a market the other day for business people. Yes, unfortunately I couldn't make it, but I saw some posts on that. Yeah, well, I, I met a mutual friend, uh, or my wife did actually, because she was with me, um, uh, Sushma Raval, um, yeah. Nanny Ma's kitchen, uh, kitchen, uh, various uh, Indian study foods and nuts and things like that. She was there. Healthy um, vegan mm. food with a twist. Oh, and I met the lady that had supplied the bee-themed, thoroughly recycled paper um, journal. Oh, you met her again. That, oh, uh, lovely. You, She's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she was lovely to speak to. Should we get her on the podcast? Yeah, we could get her on the podcast, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, that's where I bought her that bee book. Mm. That I, gave I love you. your bee book. It's lovely. Or my bee book. That? It's your bee book, it's not my bee book. Right, so um, we were talking about the um, wellbeing event that I did mm. at. Um, clockwise? Was it clockwise? Yes. No, 
it was at um, the Women's Wealth Fest okay, you, event. In, I, I'm still correct because you did indeed do a well-being one. And, for um, the Women's Wealth Fest at yeah, Community but the, House. But the other one, yeah, absolutely. Yes, where Nikki Fishman and Sue Potter had asked me to come along mm-hmm. and be one of their speakers and speak about mental health and uh, matters for women. What's their organisation? Is it Bromley Well? It's Bromley Well, mm. yes. So the event was held by Bromley Well uh, along with um, Age UK mm-hmm. and the sponsors were Thackeray Williams Solicitors. Oh, well done then. So yes, um, so you know that event was absolutely fabulous, and then afterwards we, um, Jackie and I, your wife, yes indeed, uh, we said, oh, let's go and get a drink because Jackie was there to support me and see what everything else was going mm. on, which was wonderful. We went, we said we'd have a quick drink at my local pub, the Crown mm. and Anchor, and a quick drink turned into a second drink, and then a phone call to to you. Yeah, I really didn't want to be disturbed that night as well. I know but, you didn't. But I, up I came and participated very happily in the pub quiz with you. Yes, uh, we didn't win anything. But well, you got a packet of nuts. What packet of nuts, yeah. <laughs> I don't eat pack. I don't eat nuts. You didn't eat these nuts. They went home with me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope they did. Mm. Okay, moving on swiftly. Um, I have you got any more buzzes? I do. Yeah. Because yeah. we hadn't recorded. Right, so just whipping quickly through them, uh, I interviewed also uh, Emily, the membership manager at Nuffield Health mm-hmm. Fitness uh, and Wellbeing at Chislehurst um, the other day as well. Really enjoyed that interview. She is literally one of the best prepared interviewees I've ever been with. Brilliant. Yeah, she had pages of notes and she was quoting stats and all sorts. Oh wow! I, in fact, I look forward to listening to in that. Fact, yeah, I've, I've emailed introduced you now. I think she'd be an absolute cinch to come on your show because, uh, apart from anything else, all that preparation, you can sit back. All the stuff you're normally I'll just let her take over the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just make it the Emily episode, and uh, like this one became. But I'm looking forward to getting on out there. And of course, looking backward as well, we just had the one out with. Um, Councillor Colin Smith. Which was really good, yeah. yeah sorry, that's office. a buzz of yours. I've just nabbed. That's all right. Days. You can buzz it. I'm used to it. <laughs> yeah, but at least you didn't... It's a uh, double buzz, isn't least, it? At least you didn't criticise his drinks cabinet. No. You, yeah, that was your all you're doing. Yes, I'm in his good books because I liked his um, that metal fossil kind of thing. It wasn't yes. a fossil, but it was a metal structure yes, it from was the, one, part of the, one d- of the dinosaur uh, park. The, the dinosaurs from Crystal Palace Park yeah. of old Victorian. Yeah. Yes, um, networking, uh, FSB, Copper Salon, went to that. Oh, rub it in, rub it in. I couldn't go to that. Mm. Uh, Well, there must be things that um, you're going to that I can't. That was one of the points about having a team with you and Sarah Marsh Collins for the bus. You know, we can get about. But I love Copper Salon. Mm. That's my baby. It was good, actually, the food again. (laughs) There you go. Thank you. Moving on swiftly. (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, the last thing I'm going to mention uh, on that is, yeah, terra firm landscapes were, mm. along with actually uh, clockwise, as I recall, and others, Manax solicitors and uh, others that you can hear if you go onto the podcast, Richard Crotts Wealth Management, uh, sponsors for the Big Jalebi charity auction. I was just thinking that in my head when you yeah, said that. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, terra firm landscapes, our sponsor, sponsored them as well. Uh, and I put up a blog post the other day, uh, which is called Community and Sponsorship Terra Firma Landscapes. So if you nip off to BromleyBuzz.uk, you can uh, read that, as well as Zenat's written review of... Marble and cake. Yeah, indeed. Was there any cake involved, by the way? No cake. I suspected not. 
Yes, I think that um, brings me to the end of my buzzes, apart from one. Because I always get a buzz out of your affirmation. And as I confessed earlier on, I missed it when you posted it this tap, weekend. Because we've been so busy. And because that happened, um, I've temporarily fired you. <laughs> Again, I think that's a hat-trick now you've made. So, affirmation this week. Mm. Disruption is just a change of energy. It won't last forever. There is that one's. So disruption is just a change of energy. It won't last forever. Because things move on. Isn't there a theory that goes that there's only so much energy in the universe and that um, despite infinity it's kind of constant and that therefore there's a flow in the universe that it's all got to go somewhere? Mm. Mm. I think there is. Yeah, but... Yes, uh, ironically, I am talking to a major disruptor as we speak. By doing the Bromley buzz, we disrupted the media landscape, yep. which wasn't much of one in Bromley, by creating the Let's Talk Better campaign yeah. to bring people together and uh, to break down taboos and uh, all sorts of things like that. You were literally disrupting part of the well-being space. Yeah. Uh, and... We're making waves. We're making waves. We are um, absolutely making waves. And, so, yeah. Yeah, and lot, lots of uh, interesting and curious moves last night at the Big Jalebi event. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's all, it's, it's all coming back to the Big Jalebi event, yeah, isn't I, it? I, I can it safely was say, a great, none great of the dancers night. there learnt a thing from me. Apart from, apart from what, what to, not to do. What not to do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, Right, so I, I kind of want to make a mention because mm. I said this to you last night. Um, we had interviewed Andy Woodman, mm. the uh, Bromley FC first team manager, some time back now. It was last year, wasn't it? Or was it this year? No, We've no, done him a couple it, of times. It was last year. It was last year, wasn't it? And the, the, the last proper bit was, was before the FA Trophy final, which I went on to win. Yeah. Uh, and then I interviewed him for my uh, mm. Mindset Matters show. But I, I said, you know, it's a, I think we need to get Andy in. And I sent him a message this morning mm -hmm. to uh, invite him back on to the Bromley Buzz podcast. And I just wanted to mention this because one of his posts, they are doing really well. So Andy posted one loss in 17 games. Crikey. Some group of the players up to third. And now an FA Cup game against Blackpool live on BBC. Little Bromley making some ripples. We keep moving. Isn't Ooh. that wonderful? And a beautiful, beautiful uh, team photograph there. That's on LinkedIn. I'm making a note as we speak. because it, um, It's great. Yeah, if that's a home game against Blackpool, I'd love to go along yeah. to that. Blackpool have got this um, weird and wonderful footballing history because I've mm. had some really terrible owners along the way. Yeah, they have. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, they've got... Uh, I remember when they were in, them and Barnsley both, I think, at one point were in the Premier League, maybe. Um, football knowledgeable people might um, fail me on this. But I'm pretty sure they were known for a really rather good uh, brand of football for a bit as well. Oh. And, but Bromley really were great against Wexham in that final when we saw them too. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I've got something else that I spotted, Magpie mm -hmm. Dance. They, are, um, they say, we are delighted that our film Kingdom 
has been selected to be shown in the Best Environment Short Film category at the Sipnavassal International Film Festival. Mm. Isn't that great? Well, I've been slowed up here because Zenak has brought with her salted caramel chocolate and I just now... Are you munching away there I, I am, while yeah. I'm talking? Um, I haven't put anything in the what's on for this week simply because we've done so much retrospective what's on, I don't feel the need. But I can yeah. say one of them. Um, the ABBBA Awards. Oh, Upcoming. Yes. We are attending that night. Um, yes. I think that's been the sold Abbas out Award. for ages, hasn't it? Mm. But it's like 9th or 10th of November, something like that. Shall I have a quick look on the calendar while oh, I've got feel, my computer open? But, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, attending that event and, uh, you know, seeing who's who and who wins, uh, above all. There's some gr- um, it's on the 9th I mean, it's of been a fabulous period. Mm. We've just had the, um, the murder mystery, we've just had the big Jalebi thing, we've got the ABBA Awards coming up, uh, and we had something else which escapes me yeah, <laughs> just before yeah, all of that. Right. Ah! Ted Expectinum, that was what I was thinking of. Yes, Ted Expectinum. It's like a, a golden period for Bromley at the moment. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, let's, it's, in, it's let's include the football club, or actually, as you just up. said. Yeah, the football club. Mm. Um, just on a sort of a sad note, a little bit, mm. sorry. But it's more condolence. Now. now you're going to think of another yeah, buzz, yeah. You? but you'll be able to. So will I. But I just, I think from all of us, uh, the Bromley Buzz team and the people who know Lee Thomas of Newman. Mm. Flexible Workspace and Devonshire House. We all want to um, give our condolences because recently, he, um, just about a week ago, his pastor, uh, his father passed away. Yes, sadly. he was a very nice man. A really a great gentleman. I met mm. him a couple of times. I had great conversation with him, even just those two times. So our condolences to him. As I now say to anyone in these circumstances, uh, and there's been too many of them in our life in recent times, at least when people are good, uh, the ones that are left carry them with them. Yes. Uh, and that's a, some kind of a consolation to me. I mean, I, I remember some of the loveliest people in my life uh, David Lawrence, Kathy Gentry, to name but two. Mm-hmm. Um, Ziggy Shipper, the Holocaust oh, survivor yes. we interviewed, who passed away subsequently. They are golden memories. They are. And memories live on. They yeah. do. Uh, there is actually one buzz that I'm looking forward to, Bromley Little Theatre. Mm. I'll be going along um, in November, I think it's the 17th or something like that, to see the incident room with my um, cousin. Mm, well, my cousin's one. husband, uh, who's a scriptwriter and has written two scripts for those fans who are out there, the the doctors. doctors, doctors. So yeah, um, if you're a fan of it, he's written two of the last couple of scripts for it. Ah, and you've reminded me of something uh, upbeat that I can indeed mention. Uh, yeah, excuse the, me, mine was upbeat. It was indeed, absolutely. <laughs> but one each. Uh, let me see. I think it's under the auspices of Matchbot Theatre. Um, I could be wrong, it might even be Theatre 62. But let's face it, look out for Theatre 62 and Matchbox. Work out for yourself, they're both great. But there is a production uh, coming up uh, in December which is based around the Discworld, Terry Pratchett. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, and so there's lots of in-jokes in there for Pratchett fans, such as myself. But, you know, it's theatre, live theatre. Why not go Fantastic. out and enjoy? Mm. Yeah, great. Well, 
Yeah, in fact, now I think about it, one of um, Florence, the person that um, Linguini was trying to off yesterday until he got mm. rubbed out himself, uh, Florence was indeed played, is going to be, uh, Anna, who played that, is going to be playing in the Disc World production. So there you go, Small World. Oh, and Stan, by the way, I think he's in it as well. Stan, Stan was in Amy's View, uh, Dominic, because we saw him. Yeah. Yeah, Dominic wasn't that nice. No. Oh, just all of it. Also, there's, there is mm. another nice event that um, we're going to. Yeah. Uh, in Penge, Dennis of Penge. Oh, yes, indeed. We're going to see that, remember? Bridge House Theatre. Bridge mm-hmm. House Theatre, yeah. So we've got that coming up. I keep and thinking we've got of Dennis friend, the Menace, though. Dennis the Menace. And that's on from the 21st of November through to the 25th of November. And we're going in on the Saturday to see that. And a friend of ours, Trevor Davis of um, Sound Design, is mm. um, in that, who is also one of the characters in Aladdin, our pan- well, my panto, mm. <laughs> that I'm putting on on the 16th of December, which is totally sold out. You know, I'm going to make sure we return to Big Joe Amy again, and congratulations to such a degree on the panto. Um, certain actors might need to learn their lines. <coughs> um, me. But, uh, and no. many others. And many others. <laughs> Back to the Big Joe Amy uh, charity auction and ball thing that uh, we are at as well. Um, our sponsor, uh, Ian Wood, Property mm. was there as well, and I love the way that as he was doing his, I'm not dancing, I'm not dancing, I'm not dancing. <laughs> a certain, <laughs> a certain clarity coach force of nature turned up and danced around him, whether he liked it or not. It was like watching. Sorry, Ian, if you're listening, but it was like watching one of the worst contestants in Strictly Come Dancing, the amateurs. <laughs> having a pro dancer dancing around him, trying to distract everyone from how rubbish he was. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I honestly <laughs> could not resist. And I was like, just stand there. Just stand there. You don't need to move. Right. And he did just stand there. I, I think in honour of your glorious uh, contribution to that night, we should try and buzz out the Strictly Come Dancing theme tune. Oh gosh, which one? Shall we try and coordinate? Ish. Oh, ish. I know, terrible. Here we go. What we really should do is try and do it in Indian style after the big jalebi, but we're not No, 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 no. And the chapter three. And goodbye from Darren Wheel of Intune PR. And Zenat Narani, the clarity coach. One, a two, a three. Considering we're fans of Strictly, that's <laughs> absolutely terrible. Greater clarity, greater PR, terrible coordination. Dancing. Dancing.